Hi, Hope. Hi, Christiana. How's it going? Just casually texted my mom and told her that I am in a relationship. <laughs> and? It was just conversations with my mom are always interesting. I actually think that it was the funniest thing I've seen in quite some time. So I told my mom that I have a boyfriend now. And her response is, ha ha ha, I like that. <laughs> and then she tells me to tell her something about the boy. So I say, he's very nice. And she goes, good. How you met him? <laughs> and then I told her, dating app. And then she writes in Chinese, ah, <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> so that is what that we... is how um, that's how Chinese children tell their <laughs> Chinese parents that they are in a relationship, and I would say that's probably one of the better conversations <laughs> that could have happened. So, <gasps> oh my god! Wow, I'm so glad I was here for it that. Was really. Uh, spur of the moment decision. I was like, you should tell your mom. And then you were like, I, should I text her? And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you want. <laughs> oh, wow. So on that note. On that note. Okay. So this episode is actually not about <laughs> dating, <laughs> telling your mom when you have a boyfriend. Before we get into what this episode is even about, though, Hope, it's been a minute. It has. You kicked me off the last episode. I did. I was like, sorry, hope you're not gay. <laughs> no, actually, you decided to leave me for two weeks. And I honestly, I it felt like it felt very long to me. I know, but you're leaving me for two and a half weeks soon. So this is true. You're hardly one to talk, but... Um, my time away was good. I missed you terribly, obviously. Duh. I Duh, missed you yeah. as well. It was like uh, stirring up some past <laughs> traumas from when we were long distance before. We were. And that's kind of the perfect segue because this episode is about long distance friendship. Woohoo. Yeah. So even though Hope and I aren't actually long distance anymore, you know, we got through the two weeks. We used to be. We've long been distance long friends. distance a few times. Yeah. I guess everyone in college is. Right. This is true. And yeah, you're right. Everybody eventually like, unless you stay in the same place forever and you never make new yeah. friends. Like, well, also, even just summers, like, four months. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think that lots of people, if not everybody, will be able to relate to a conversation about long-distance friendship. Yeah. So Hope and I are going to dive into some questions surrounding long-distance relationships, friendship style, and then we have something exciting yeah. happening for the, the second, second half. half. We will have one very special trio of friends talk about their long-distance friendship. All three of them are, you know, on different corners of the country. <laughs> At least they're in the same country, I guess. This is true. But yeah, it'll be really exciting hearing from them totally and we will explain more about that there's some exciting twists and turns and surprises about <laughs> the way in which we're capturing those audio audio segments so yeah we'll talk more about those after me and hope dive in so let's go first question here we go okay when you hear the phrase like long distance friend 
does a specific individual come to mind? I think most of my friends, if they aren't now long distance, at least have been long distance friends at some point. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, you know, my friends from back home in Toronto or even like rewinding even before that, my friends from Michigan when I used to live in Michigan became long distance friends. And actually, that's kind of an interesting thing to think about, too, is I think I handled my long distance friendships really differently back then Mm. um, than I do now or even like contrasting with how I handled them after high school, moving to university, and then how I handled them graduating university and now living in New York. I think every step of the way, like my approach has been very different. That makes sense. The result has also been very different. Totally. So, but yeah, I think a few, a few friends in particular do jump out to me. One of which is now living with me for at least a month and a half my friend Jackie. So this one's a little bit interesting because we actually, she was maybe the first person who ever spoke to me after I moved to Toronto. Wow. It was a really interesting thing where like, she just like started saying hi to me in the hallways and like, we lived really close. So like I saw her at the library and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we started being friends in grade eight, but, and we were always good friends, but we were never really like best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we would have periods of being best friends, but it wasn't consistent at all. And I didn't like see her a ton in high school. But then this is also like a weird case where I feel like we really got so close after I moved and left. When you went to college in the States. Yeah, when I went to college, like we just got so much closer. And that's when... You know, she was like one of the most consistent people with visiting me, um, more so than like my other friends also. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, now she's definitely like one of my best friends. Totally. You went just went to Costa Rica with her. I just went to Costa Rica with her. That's what I left you for. (laughs) Honestly, if it had to be anybody, I do love Jackie. Mine that comes to mind is my friend Helen, who I met at like a summer program after my junior year of high school. And it was a very short program. We like were physically together for five days, just enough time when you're 16 mm-hmm. to become extremely close. <laughs> and yeah, so we have actually never been anything but long distance friends. Okay. And- Wait, Helen didn't go to Michigan? No, Helen went to school in Washington, D.C. She went to Georgetown, grew up in Massachusetts, and I was in California. Wow. And yeah, we have probably only seen each other in person like five times in our lives. Really? And we just, after the pandemic, after we were all vaccinated, I saw her a couple, like two months ago, I went to D.C., Mm -hmm. and that was the first time I had seen her in like three years. Wow. Yeah, wild. But we always somehow were in contact. Even she went abroad during college for a year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was just sort of, she's been this since, uh, you know, what is that, six years ago? Mm-hmm. She's been this presence in my life despite the fact that we've never been near each other. This is the closest we've ever lived. And yeah, I really like value her insight as she's like the most, such an unbiased 
onlooker into what's going on in my life because yeah. she doesn't know the people I'm talking about normally, like at least not well. That's a very good point. I think maybe also that's why sometimes long distance friendships can be even like more valuable in a sense. I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone would pick a long distance friendship, same as like long distance relationship, but right. it is there is like certain value to having such like an objective opinion totally. to the problems that you're you know telling them because you know they don't know anyone else involved and absolutely like we just talked on the phone last Friday and it felt like almost like a relief like mm-hmm. I just get to yeah talking to somebody that it's almost like pure yeah of hearing her updates and mine and just like really being able to just like support without yeah <laughs> all of the context that muddies everything was really nice and yeah I love her it's also just cool thinking about how like sometimes you meet people and you kind of just know you know that you're gonna be friends that totally happened like I remember in grade nine I went to this high school it was like an IB program and then quickly decided I actually hated it (laughs) but one thing that came out of the IB program is I met my best friend Rebecca but we didn't become friends until like a month um before school ended and I transferred to a different high school Mm. because I dropped out of IB and I had been like best friends with this other girl all year and it was really interesting because I was only friends with Rebecca for one month and then after I left we became so close I think we just like knew we were going to be best friends and the other girl who I'd been best friends with all year we just kind of you know stopped talking drifted apart totally when you know you know when you know you know honestly yeah, and like with you and Helen, yeah, it didn't take a lot, I guess, for you to just know. No, yeah, I remember. It was so weird. We left that camp and we both were crying so hard. Oh, and I think it was because we knew like, whoa, we have potential to be so, so close. Yeah. And it's like when it's long distance like that, it's kind of a gamble. Yeah. And I'm glad it worked out because she's so precious to me. But I didn't know that about you and Rebecca yeah that's awesome i know isn't that weird to think about well we also didn't live close together at all yeah like we were both in the general toronto area but her family lived like an hour hour and a half north of toronto wow but we made time to see each other so can always make time for the you can always make time yeah a good lesson to Mm -hmm. learn what have you noticed about your communication style while you're far away from friends and I'll notice one thing. Yeah. You don't love to text. I don't love to text. I'm a terrible texter. And that's why I always appreciate it when you text me. It makes me feel really <laughs> special. And I know I also know that I can text you 15 million times. Yes. I will never get annoyed with it. It's really just, yeah, I'm just like such a... If I'm like texting you when I'm away, that means I'm actively thinking about you. Because I don't do the thing where I just like click on my messages and look at it and like, be like, oh, this person texted me. I just, I'll forget. It'll like- That's why you have your read receipts on. (laughs) Yeah. I accidentally opened her text from her mom responding where she's like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. And she's like, my reads are on. I'm like, apologies. I didn't know anybody did that anymore. Oh my goodness. But yeah, to answer your question, I feel like it really depends on the person. Because like, I try to cater it towards like what my friends are comfortable with. So you, for example, like, I know you're okay if I don't talk to you. Right. 
Um, I won't get scared. Yeah, you won't get scared or insecure about our friendship. Like, same with a few other friends that I have, like Rebecca, who I mentioned earlier. Honestly, throughout our whole long-distance friendship, our communication style is, like, maybe text every, like, month or two. Mm -hmm. We just really don't need to, like, communicate often. But at the same time, I know if something's actually wrong, I can text her whenever or call her. Totally. Um, or even visit her or, like, she'll come visit me. Right. So, yeah. But then there are other friends. I will say I'm not as good with the clingy friends because I just, like, forget, quite frankly. Totally. But I do try and make more of an effort with friends who are a little bit more... I don't want to... I don't want to say, like... That their style is more frequent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice way to say more. the more clingy people. I said more frequently <laughs> interested in connecting. They, yes, they appreciate the uh, daily textual message and... Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what about you? Well, if there's one thing about me, it's that I love to text. You do. You're a really... Well, I want to say you're a good texter, but it depends. It completely depends. If if I'm, like for our friends in New York City, I'm much more likely to forget to respond to them versus mm-hmm. like my actual long distance friends. So like I'm from That's California. So a lot of my best friends are on the West Coast. I'd be texting them for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But I have, and I honestly am not a natural born talker on the phone, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I think I learned that. Yeah, that's a really... I feel like you think about it when you're going to talk to someone on the phone. You, like, plan for it and, like, mentally prepare for it. 100%. I think that I have a weird relationship with time. And yeah. I I hate to feel... Like, if it's a best friend, I'm not worried about this. Mm-hmm. But if it's, like, somebody from some something that's like, oh, let's catch up. I need an escape plan. All of your, like, casual friends listening to this who have wanted to catch up with you right now. It's literally not <laughs> you. It's me. I, I know. I, did I just, like, tell on myself? I think like, you just exposed yourself. No, but here's the thing. And I, it's definitely a mental thing because I will be like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm, like, planning at this, blah, 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 blah. Then I get on the phone and I'm fine. It's yeah. like a mental thing. And I honestly wonder sometimes if it's like part of like having growing up with divorced parents, you like I had to call my parents from the other house. And I always oh. was like, Ugh, like, I just want to watch my show or like play. <laughs> and I have to call my dad. Oh, <laughs> my like, goodness. And hear about his day in the <laughs> furniture industry. Like, come on, man. So it just gave you like a negative association with like that is because you had to call your parents that's what that i'm gonna play the divorce kid the divorce child card so oh that I, my nobody gosh. feels bad when they no but i i have gotten better at it and like for, like for example like my long distance friend and my big sister she loves a phone call she loves a facetime <laughs> and i have pavlov myself into meeting her there and doing that so that's yeah. that um but I yeah mean, if you really if anybody out there really wants to catch up with me send me a cute little text <laughs> maybe like a handwritten mail oh, letter messenger pigeon yeah for sure. carrier pigeon all right now uh, that we all know that yeah okay so we talked a little bit about our different long distance friends but how would you say distance has changed one of your important friendships like one specific friendship 
That's a good question. And haven't thought about this one before, have you? I haven't. No, I'm doing this one on the fly. Um, we didn't prepare questions. No, we are improving. <laughs> I love improv. Um, I, I, what comes to mind is my best friend from home, Kira. We met in like seventh grade, did all of high school together, were close throughout. And then when we got to college, I feel like in some ways we like long distance actually made us closer. It is fun. I feel like that's honestly kind of a common thing. And it's I think we should dissect this and think about it. So yeah, I'm thinking I just have like this kind of like image in my head. Like we all leave our hometowns with a handful of friends and the distance makes you re- like the people that you can find yourself continuing to talk to mm-hmm. and like really miss and look for in new people is very telling, I'd say. Yeah. And in terms of like really regular communication, like I have a few friends from my high school friend group that I kept in touch with a lot, but Kira definitely in terms of like frequentness Mm -hmm. and yeah I think I just despite the excitement of college and doing all these things and yada 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 I was just like still need I still so wanted to talk to her and missed her Mm -hmm. so much and got so much out of staying in communication with her and I think it's also like especially for you moving across the entire country to Michigan it's nice to hold on to like a reminder of home totally. and someone who like once you're in college, you know, none of them went to like myself included. I didn't go to high school with you. I didn't watch you grow up totally. before that. And so you kind of start as like a new person. Totally. But someone like Kira, she knows who you've been growing up and like, oh God, which is God bless her for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think there's something so beautiful at, about having felt like cared for and loved by for her through like high school and then also continued in college. I felt like I could really like always trust her. Yeah. And so that, you know, if something happened and I like called her or whatever, like it just in a way felt like going home. Yeah. Like there are some things you don't have to explain to her that you might have to explain to other people because she already knows. Exactly. And in that way, like distance transform that relationship in that like I think we both are people where it's like we have our own lives she's in San Francisco I'm in New York where something happens or like oh my god can't wait to tell Kira or yeah can't wait to tell Christiana whatever and just like I'm she's gonna come visit soon I've visited her in San Francisco and I'm sure you feel this way when your friends visit that are LDR it just sort of like transforms that time that you get to spend together to be like so important Yeah, that's true. Because also when you live in the same city, you won't have like, you know, three or four days that they're visiting where you just 24-7 spend time with them. Totally. And I mean, I feel like I feel the same way about relationships too. Sometimes where like when you're in a long distance relationship, that visitation period, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that, (laughs) it's just like, it's, it's almost like just more quality time. Totally. And you get to really focus on each other, which is really nice, too. Mm -hmm. Totally. So we've been long distance before, you and I, Mm -hmm. Hope. But one day, one of us will leave New York, perhaps permanently or for an extended 
time. Hmm, I wonder which one of the us this will be. She's giving me an accusing look, but also she speaks of a grand overturn to Miss Canada. And uh, I feel like this is you soft launching the fact that you're probably leaving. I... Anyway, so <laughs> are we uh, cutting that out? <laughs> Won't be for a while. So what do you think? Looking forward, what are out? What are your intentions for our long distance relationship in My a couple of years? Intentions, or what do you what do you project? Ooh, I project we'll always be friends. Me too. I project that we're not gonna be like talking every day. Absolutely not. That's just not us. That's um, not gonna work for us. I think it'll be more like a phone call here and there, and then when we really like spend our quality time, we'll be visiting each other. I'm sure we'll visit each other, and I want my future kids to grow up with your future kids. Oh, we will 100% do joint travel or else. (laughs) And I think that, yeah, I think you are definitely the type of person where I feel like no matter how long has gone by, we, we feel the same. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like a big part is I know we don't need to talk very often. No. It's, yeah, whenever I see you, it'll feel the same. And like... Even so, I'm a grade above Christiana. So that year where um, she was still in Michigan and I moved to New York already, I feel like we like didn't talk that much. No, but remember, I came but to see you. You came to see me. I went to Ann Arbor a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't feel weird at all. Like it didn't feel like I was missing out on your life at all. No, I felt I in the know throughout. Yeah. And then when we were in person, it was just ideal. And I think that. I agree that that's how it will be forever. Not to say that we would, it won't be hard. I mean, I'm so used yeah. to getting to walk half an hour or ride well, the train for 15 minutes. Remember we lived together? I feel like oh. that's been a, a bit of a transition too. It, like. it totally has been. And also when we lived together, we were both single. We were, and it was like peak COVID. Yeah. So and we really just had each other. 100%. <laughs> And now we're both in relationships mm-hmm. and like your job is in person now sometimes, mm-hmm. but, and I think it's just like natural that that will happen. I still feel really secure though. Yeah. It's not like I felt closer to you when we lived together. It was more just like, I feel like now the time we spend together is more like valuable. Totally. Because before it was like we had each other's time all the time, basically. <laughs> 24-7. Yeah. And so it wasn't so much like we need to make every moment count. And obviously it's not like that still. We're not like hanging out right. every second. Right. It is more like when we do hang out, there's, I don't know, like more we talk about and it's like a different dynamic than with other people. Right. And so. Right. Like when we saw each other for the first time after you got back from your trip, we, we were in a big group of people. Yeah. And I remember us like staring at each other and I was just sort of like, we'll wait. We'll wait to do the deep dive until we're one-on-one. And I, yeah. I, I like, love that. I think that that's us just, like, reading our relationship. And, like, we're like, yeah, we'll just have fun right now. And we'll, like, really catch up. Exactly. And I think that's And we special. know that we'll make time for each other to catch up. Totally. So. And while, like, I don't think that our relationship has suffered from no longer living together, I know that, like, for the rest of my life, I will look back on that those five months with, like the biggest smile on my face. That was so special. It totally was. And that birthed this podcast. It sure did. 
So there we have so it. So there we have it. Okay, looking forward to the rest of the pod. We have kind of an interesting episode. In There are some surprises, some turns. We are going to spend time with three fantastic friends, Sabine, Zoe, and Leah, who are longtime friends and now are all grown up and in their respective corners of the world. And we're going to talk to them about their friendship and the turns that it took once it became long distance and what that looks like for them. But the fun part is... The best part of all of this is Sabine, who also (laughs) happens to be my lovely girlfriend, does not know that Zoe and Leah are actually coming to New York this weekend. For a surprise going away party. Yes, for Sabine's happy bed school, happy going away, happy birthday triple feature. And Zoe's flying in from LA and Leah's driving in from Washington, D.C., and they're going to surprise her. Um, and Hope is my wonderful co-conspirator. While I am distracting Sabine at dinner, Hope will be there, me giving all of these details. Anyway, so then um, I'm going to talk with Sabine and her talking about Zoe and Leah before they get there. And then like three days later, we'll actually get to interview them all together in person. And maybe we'll hear from Zoe and Leah as they drive in together, travel in for the party. Yeah, so, and maybe we'll hear from Sabine's surprised reaction. Yes, when she do some sneaky recordings. Yeah, so yeah. stay tuned. So that's what you'll hear next. And yeah, apart from talking about long-distance relationship friendships with them, they also just have a really uniquely beautiful friendship. And yeah, I'm really excited to do that. Yeah. I'm so excited for this party. Thank you for being my conspirator. Of course. You know, I would take 10 bullets for you. Oh, 10? Not 11, but 10. But 10. That works. 10's okay. I like that. Um, Yeah, well, thank you for doing that. I love you, and you know... I love you. Over and out. Bye. Um, I'm here with my friend to girlfriend. Hey. Nice to be in. Hello. Thanks for coming on with me. It's my absolute pleasure. <laughs> Sabine is actually the most popular person in the world <laughs> and has a bajillion friends. And is turning beat red. Yes, yes. Um, but today I'm actually going to ask her about two specific friends. And this little trio has been requested by multiple people outside of the trio to be on the pod, which is wild. This is news to me. Oh, did I not told you that? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I first posted the pod, like two people responded to it on my Instagram story. We're like, you should have Zoe, Leah, and Sabine on. So that's what we're doing. That is really something special. Yeah. Me. So the trio is renowned. Thanks, everybody. Right. But if this is news to you, also this is fun for me because Zoe introduced us. Thanksy. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. Referral code. <laughs> Zoe Duncan Doroff for a friend and also a girlfriend if you're lucky. So he. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is so embarrassing because I don't know. Some people have noticed I've had Easter eggs of Sabine in my past episodes where my friends will talk about my loving relationship. And now here we are together and I feel embarrassed. I'm going to expose you for your face color. We've lost our train of thought. Well, it's just tough because eventually there's an audience for this. But right now it's just us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretending there's an audience. Perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> We're built for an audience. We're built for an audience, for sure. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> our, our couple's Instagram. <laughs> I desperately need you to make a disclaimer about that being a I can also edit it right out, but I probably won't. Okay, so you just tell us like a little bit about what is, who are Zoe and Leah? Well. <laughs> take take well, the mic. <laughs> As I already have it, it uh, did all start back in 2002 mm-hmm. uh, in Portland, Oregon. Um, they are Zoe Duncan Doroff and Leah Davis. They mm-hmm. are my two very best friends from, they. we all grew up in Portland together. Zoe was my best friend since we were four. And Leah and Zoe were also best friends since they were four. And then Leah and I, obviously, in that regard, and also due to living near blocks away, grew up and in the same circles we kind of became i think leah and i became individually like best friends middle of high school Mm -hmm. and then very quickly made a lot of sense for it to become three of us and so here we are yeah but i feel like it was just like all of a sudden we all became secure enough in our individual friendships that we knew like an infamous like friendship trio was going to be fine it's like you guys became ready for each other yeah because it's i mean outside looking in not just me but like lots of people obviously notice the like specialness of the three of you together and like that sort of thing is also it's like you guys are committed to each other and that takes a certain amount of like awareness and maturity that people normally don't have until they're like (laughs) hold on a second for sure yeah 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 so then ldr you all go to college immediately Yeah. yeah zoe's at michigan with me you're in California. In the Bay. And Leah is at Tulane in New Orleans. We're just like, we were ready to see the world and be apart. I think especially because we knew that we were all kind of totally. going to be stuck together forever. In a very, <laughs> not stuck together. Like, you would always have each other. Yes. Yeah. There was, we weren't going anywhere. Totally. So. Totally. So like, how did those friendships function for you while in those four years and also like now going forward like I guess how does it function like these two people are clearly tethers and but what does that look like yeah I think well we're you know live in the age of technology (laughs) (laughs) um do you like to text or um, something or or something (laughs) but I think that we very quickly got into like a pattern of communication and like are also very connected into our like other friendships and I think that was what feels so special about what we have and why it works so well is there's just like not even any sort of semblance of jealousy kind of woven in throughout it like not you know when Leah and Zoe are together or when I'm just with Leah or when Zoe, Zoe and I are just together there's no obviously we would love to be there but there's no hard feelings of any sort and that same thing kind of goes along with all other friendships that we have like we totally all have found you know throughout college especially just some people that are indescribably special special and perfect and are forever people and we all have only ever wanted to just also 
you know, in, become friends with them and build those friendships separately. And yeah. I've never seen people share friends the way that you do. You thrive too. <laughs> it really is, I think it, it is truly a sense of it's like brings all of us a very indescribable feeling of just pure joy. You're so, also so confident about it. Like I am obsessed with you guys just like throwing people in a group chat or like <laughs> or like doing these random things where like I can think like there it's just dope because there are so many people where I would like not trust them to be in like a random group chat and you guys like I think you guys pick really good other friends and like yeah, it's good at it. yeah good job <laughs> I certainly have benefited from it so um but yeah so like even there was obviously like we have always talked amongst us and we've had other friends that we love to loop in for different scenarios and so we just kind of keep in constant contact texting and calling and I think the other piece of it that like feels unique is just that like when we have the time we always will prioritize each other totally but there's but when we don't have the time we don't feel like there's no need to do that yeah we're all very secure in our friendship and like totally that it has very little to do with like how often we're in contact what does it feel like to have Zoe and Leah's like these like home bases almost. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time, just like, just feeling so wildly lucky that, I mean, just like having each other makes the world feel small in a really like beautiful, safe way. Mm -hmm. And I think also it comes from like, this is, it's a very intentional friendship, but it is also one where it was like, I think the first instance of like unconditional love that any of us had experienced outside of familial relationships wow that just like each of our individual friendships and then all of us together also and like we've seen each other through some shit like we have grown up together mm -hmm. and chosen each other time and time again and i think that we are lucky to have grown in really compatible directions it's like very intentional that we grew in this way and I mean it would have been really easy I guess to not do what is this like now going on seven years of long six distance. years of long distance friendship but yeah. like it's also it was never a choice that had to happen right in many ways it does feel familial when we are when we want to see no one we still want to see each other you know and like yeah I don't know what I would do without it and I think also something else that's really beautiful and lucky is that they are not only like my friends and my connection to I mean as like Zoe introduced me to every single person I met in New York you included <laughs> and like we are not just that but they are also and have been my like framework and foundation for all other friendships I've built since then mm -hmm. and like like I am a far better friend to all my other friends um because I learn from them and we grow together and we figure out what works for us, and it makes me just, I, I'm so much better able to take care of my other friends because of it. I feel like you guys have taught each other how to love in a really beautiful way. Yeah. And yeah, seeing you three together was so special for me. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love them. So what do you admire most about Leah and what do you admire most about Zoe? Oh, they are so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think, oh, some of my favorite things about both of them are things that they share. And then also, like, one of the things that I admire about both of them that they share as a trait is that, like, they want to bring everyone around them into their world. And so, it, I mean, it shows in the way that, like, they we make connections and, like, the way that they share people with me and mm-hmm. that we do with each other. And we also always talk about how, like, it kind of makes us, like, emotional to think about any anyone meeting the other two for the first time. And so I... And That's the, so sweet! <laughs> well, it's like... And, and we kind of feel like some sort of, like, I don't know, indirect pride. And I, I get my ego boosted from thinking of someone else meeting either of them. Or, uh, like, you interviewing three either like of them. Ego-boosting loop. <laughs> it is in some sort of God complex inception situation. <laughs> no, but also they're very humble. <laughs> Let me be very <laughs> Show. <laughs> um, didn't mean to project that on them. But I think, oh God, another thing I love about them, they're just wildly competent. Um, but I think that Leah has this like bubbly, really infectious energy that in the same way of like she likes to bring, pull everyone into her world, like she will make anyone feel the most seen in any sort of interaction she has with them. But yeah, and just that like, she wants like your happiness is her happiness at every step of the way and that's how she makes everyone feel even kind of like the people she's just met Mm. um like you and i hung out with danny who's fantastic and wonderful and was a connection via leah who had only met the man one time at a party (laughs) like two nights before we hung out yeah and she was like you guys will love each other come on get up there And so I just think that, like, that's one of the reasons I just love to imagine people meeting her for the first time, because I'm like, for some people, I would imagine that, like, she's one of the first people, or at least, like, in a kind of, like, a new interaction kind of setting, who makes them feel that way. Yeah. And I just think that's so incredibly special. Totally. And then... Oh my God. And then Zoe right now is just living out her passion in a way that like I have watched her do her whole life and makes me like weep. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just an incredibly talented. What is it? I don't even know how to say it. Works in film. I don't know how to describe that, but just like she. She's a go-getter. Yeah. And so I've been feeling exactly the same way of imagining her new bosses and coworkers getting to interact with her for the first time and just have their eyes opened. And I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah. Like, soak that in, folks. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, she is someone who I've never seen anyone infuse more passion in what they do. And in, and that like goes across the board, like the relationship she builds and the just the spaces she occupies yeah. and the project she does and the connection she makes. I just like all of it is so like beyond genuine and so full of passion and just like she brings a spark to everything. Totally. In a way that is really inspiring. So, yeah, <laughs> just a couple of things. <laughs> Um, do you have another couple, <laughs> another couple hours? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, how I long does this on. thing last? Yeah. <laughs> this thing on? Uh, <laughs> well, that was, I don't know, that made me emo to even here because, yeah, I'm obviously lucky enough to know both of them, but like I knew Zoe briefly at school and I feel like I've gotten to like love her in such a specific way through your eyes. 
mm-hmm. and like the introduction to Leah through you also like you guys just the like the love that you guys have for each other is like really tangible and like mm-hmm. it's surrounds you guys and it's beautiful to see and knowing that that is a cross-country expedition <laughs> is yeah. fucking sick. Yeah, it's fucking sick. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. Well, you just gushed about them. I know that they will be gushing about you. Oh, I just want to give them little kisses on the forehead. Oh, now we're going to turn the mic off and still keep hanging out. But while the mic's still on, I'll yeah. say... <laughs> Thanks, Sabine, for coming on my podcast. Thanks, Christiana, for having me on your podcast. And thanks, Hope. Miss you, buddy. (laughs) It has been an honor. A pleasure, truly. (laughs) Truly a pleasure. All right, signing off. Bye. Bye. I've been recording for minutes. <laughs> really? Yeah, this is oh, really cute B-roll. <laughs> Absolutely. Who's holding the mic? I'm holding the mic. And you are? <laughs> Zoe, don't go off. Is Welcome it, to the show. Is this a good time to workshop my professional name? <laughs> <laughs> now is going to be time My name's Leah. Hi, and Leah. I am <laughs> Sabine and Zoe's friend. <laughs> and you are? And I'm Zoe. And you are? And I'm Sabine and Leah's friend. Okay, and? And I'm Sabine and I'm Leah and Zoe's friend. Awesome. My dyslexia just shot me in the public. Let's set the stage here. So Leah Zoe are here. Surprise for Sabine. Yes. As a beautiful gesture of friendship, funness, whatever. I recorded yesterday with Sabine. Unbeknownst to her, you two are in route. Yeah. Special. Mm-hmm. Now we're all here sitting in my bed together. Yeah. Which rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really rocks. Do you have any sponsors? Any betting sponsors? (laughs) Honestly, you three will be charged. (laughs) You're my sponsors. Absolutely. No, it's a it's pay for play model. I'm just testing it out though. (laughs) We feedback. Okay. Let's just jump in. Let's get into it. Please. Everyone needs to know. I'm sure you're 
tired of explaining it, but like the origin of the thing is, nobody asks us. <laughs> okay, wait. Well, no, I would love perfect. to be tired of explaining. Why does no one ask? Okay, me? can you explain to me the individual connections, but then also when the three of you clicked into place? Yes. So I met Leah in our first yeah. day of Se- education, September two thousand two. It was a rainy day. It was but but it was summer and we had dry summers. It was what I what I think is really important is that I met you before Sam, your brother, was even born. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've known you longer than he has, and that's important to me. <laughs> so take that. <laughs> we were in transitional kindergarten. That was yeah. TK. TK. Mm-hmm. I was so jealous. I wanted to be in TK so bad. The extra letter was cool. Yeah. You were in preschool. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your were cutting out. <laughs> and then I started soccer mm-hmm. with on a team that Sabine was on. And our coaches wa- were her dad, who is a fantastic athlete, incredible leader <laughs> in athleticism. And my mother, who just has a lot of audacity. <laughs> and so she was also a coach. <laughs> Epic combo. <laughs> no experience on the pitch <laughs> or the turf. Yeah. We weren't necessarily bringing anything that needed expertise athletically to the table so much. No, we were just skin bones. <laughs> <laughs> out, bodies on the floor. Bodies on the pitch. <laughs> bodies, girls. Um, and Sabine and I were neighbors in Southwest Portland. Uh-huh. And between Zoe and other friends of the family, we were friends, and the first time I know that we were friends was when we had a playdate schedule when we were five. And, and this I, was like all in 2002. This is all, yeah, big, big year for us. <laughs> and I had to cancel the playdate because I was what I remember being the first time I ever felt nausea, which for the first time is a very weird sensation. And my mom was like, You can't cancel. And she it's was up thinking. to a five year old. <laughs> She's like, Cancel and, it. Uh, <laughs> And um and it shows that we did because then we weren't friends again until for several years. Yeah, rescheduling is tough when you're five. (laughs) (laughs) How's twenty sixteen for you? (laughs) But then flash forward then to twenty sixteen. What happens? Well Zoe and I went to school together. Okay. We we Mm -hmm. fought. We were right. in we were in class together for two years, TK and kindergarten, and then our kindergarten teacher said you can't put them in the same class anymore because we fought all the time, like heavy conflict. Yeah, and Physical. like we both went to the to the school counselor for it. Okay, and <laughs> so we um so they separated us for and, years for years, and years. Yeah, and then and then in fifth grade we started being friends again, and then we were friends. Which I wonder how we came back together because it's not like in fifth grade you're in a class together again. No, we were just like clearly supposed to be friends. We just weren't good at all the, we were just aren't good at sorting out the nice and mean parts when we were six. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. We're just bringing her all up from the get go. And they, and you guys were always. Yeah. And right. they were like, she's my childhood best friend from when we were four. And our, mm-hmm. and our like parents became best friends. Yeah. And then I also had a little brother. She had a little brother. And then mm-hmm. poor Eleanor got dragged into the mix just kind of be there and all the time with right. nobody. Free one, free one. Oh, yeah, well, we tossed her in the pram. Yeah. Oh, we ran, a, we ran a preschool together. Sabine and I did run a preschool Evergreen. Evergreen preschool. Mm-hmm. Might have read about it. Eleanor, mm, 12 months old. Henry, three. <laughs> we gave them assignments. 
Oh, we awesome. Have, we put them at a desk and I said, do math. We, said, we don't quite know how to do it yet, but I want you to try your best. And when oh, Eleanor was like, mm, 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 mm. she was like, I am actually. She was like, I'm actually one. <laughs> I just had my birthday. I said, one plus one plus one, bitch. <laughs> I don't know, but... <laughs> but tell us or else you're out. Yeah. Yeah. We, we'll, there's only one snacks. room. Yeah. And I think, I mean, what's so lucky for us is that our parents had a really fast friendship. Yeah. Mm. And what's fascinating is they have a decade in between them. Yeah. But I think it was cool. really special also because as we were like growing up and like we had our times of like growing apart instead of just being like childhood best friends who weren't like best friends anymore, like we still got to stick together as family friends as we sorted that bit out and mm-hmm. then like on our own terms become individually close again. Yes. And that yeah, was like a really gift. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. That like circumstantially we were kept around when I was like, you know, being weird and 13 and then we were all kind of like, we got to come back together. It's special. And then yeah. Sabine and I went to the same high school mm-hmm. and we were not friendly <laughs> or we like were you were, we were unfriendly no we were friendly but we, we had a, like a low level rivalry that we kind of weren't like yeah. addressing in a conscious way it was more subconscious based off yeah. of we were just like which is an interesting parallel to our origins right right uh, and fighter, can i fighter, fighter i'd love to point out that you there are three big personalities sitting across from me right now <laughs> and i feel like you guys had to wait, I said this to Sabine yesterday, until you were, like, ready yeah. for to have, like, equals. Yeah. You can't, like, it's hard to be, like, a big personality as a kid and have an equal. Mm-hmm. And you, I feel like you guys grew into the ability to, like, share the space. And you've yeah. done it beautifully ever since. Yeah. But there's, like, no way to do that seamlessly from the start. Yeah, and absolutely. I think about it that way in just the way that we approach friendship because like when when there there are people that like you ask them questions about themselves and they're talking about themselves and then they all of a sudden feel like oh my god I've been talking about myself for so long Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry I'm taking up too much space like tell me about you and I think that like a huge mutual friendship learning between the three of us is the like you can take up so much space and allow others to take up so much space too and that's totally infinite it's not infinite space how much space you take up does not detract from how much like you can share it's all additive yeah totally um but yeah when me and Sabine started in high school we were like not in our own words neither of us would have ever said this but people referred to our separate friend groups as like Sabine's friend group or Leah's friend group which did not do well for either of our Leo egos (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway West Side Story Um, bit and and I was a bitch so (laughs) and I was baby um but then and then junior year? I think it was sophomore I, year when we became friends. And then junior year when I was like, I need mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and I was I was working senior year and I would just come over like every weekend after work. Yeah. And we just were like. Oh. It was one of those things that just like all of a sudden clicked junior year when we were like, oh. We're supposed to be friends. We're supposed to be. Yeah. And everything that. Enemies had, to like, best never story. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it like hadn't clicked before. But we were all like, wait, everything adds up. It's us. <laughs> it's always been us. And you shared this Zoe connection yeah. as well. Yeah. Which is, which well, is wild. Like, held, held us together from like all of... I mean, we were always doing things together when we were like kids. Like yeah. going to... Same birthday parties. Up at Zoe's yeah. house. Yeah. Sure. And like birthday parties and whatnot. Right. Um, well, and this was amazing for me because I got to be doing my own thing. Had individual relationships with them, which were ebb and flowing. Like you said, I think that we had to take time to figure out how to grow into having personalities that work together and with Leah and I 
we had Leah's mom, who was always, I mean, who is a trained therapist, but also was always just a high level person. Because mm-hmm. Leah and I have always had a lot of conflict, but also amazing resolution. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, so we ebb and, and, flow and, and to be clear, not a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like we, I think we've had conflict. We've had conflict. And I also think we fight and resolve. I think from the outside, like we, considering how close we are, I think we do more bumping than the naked eye. Oh, yeah. Sees. And then with Sabine, we ebb and flow just out of like an in just proximity and like an intimate relationship. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Hey> listeners. Disclaimer. <laughs> on this side of my <laughs> But Sabine and I ebb and flowed in the frequency that we saw each other, but we had these parents that were like, we don't care if you guys are like, friends right now. Yeah. We're all having dinner on Saturday. Yeah. Or like, or we'd be going on like, I, I, the, the turning point that I remember is junior year river trip river, yeah. where like luckily our families truly were like best friends and that we would do all the vacations together. Mm-hmm. And so that yeah. we did that one week long river trip. And all of a sudden I remember that you and I spent seven days straight together with no one else and like could not have been more compatible. And I think that was the first because prior to that, any like family trips we had gone on, they were like, we'd get tired of each other or mm-hmm. just like would there be friction yeah. and then all of a sudden they were like yeah. and here we are right but well so that's what you do you just strap your kids to a boat send them <laughs> down like moses down the sand absolutely it's a tale as old as time it's tried and true classifying rabbits with a man who doesn't know left from right horrifying mm-hmm. horrifying i don't know if you should take a stance on knowing your lefts and rights exactly however people should learn <laughs> so leaders at least we yeah. get to 20 16 mm-hmm. and the three of us and the three of us are in three different pairs best friends and then we were like well this is so convenient <laughs> oh and let's collab and which yeah. is just so ironic because it was like right at the end of living in the same place so right then we had a bit of a summer which we were all in and out of and then we mm-hmm. went to school in three very different places yeah and i think it like i mean i it is huge that we spent 18 years of our lives building our own separate or 15 years of our life building our own separate friendships with each other so like we were ready to be a trio where there were no like weird yeah. hidden dynamics you were like used to you all having separate connections right so yeah. what, there was like no like insecurity yeah and i think also that. throughout like all of us having such big personalities and like developing uh build like finding space within ourselves to hold the capacity for like the big friendship that mm-hmm. we had the potential for i mm-hmm. think there was a lot of personal growth in that that lends itself to just like really yeah. unconditional, non-jealous, non-judgmental friendship. Totally. And that we had a lot of like, we all had other important, really special best friends mm-hmm. like yeah. throughout mm-hmm. all of this. And totally. So it wasn't like we didn't have important friendship. We just, once we settled into a trio or even just like the individual best friendships, it just felt really. It's very grounding and like a framework. It just, and it, yeah, it just felt really unique. Like, I think we just all felt like, these are these are supposed to be my people. And totally. we're really comfortable with the sidebar. Like within the three of us, we'll sidebar in various ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like it, it can't always be all three of us together in one space, and so it, it's never like no hurt feelings ever. But then sometimes we'll sidebar and have entire other friend groups. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, zero to one hundred. Absolutely. Okay, so talk about the transition though of like you all go to college. Mm-hmm. Like what? How did your friendships function during those? years well i mean once we're off to the races it, to this literal minute it doesn't really matter where we are right like nothing super changes i mean time zones have been tough 
Yeah. Right. So right at the beginning, like we were texting a lot and I think like we all had kind of different first semester freshman year experiences, but like I really struggled at the beginning of college. And I think like having the two of you to, to process with was really grounding and it made me feel really like valued and it's like, Oh, I am important and people love me. Mm -hmm. and yeah a whole other thing about like the being apart and missing and totally that theme they like remind you who you are yeah 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 no i think it was like just critical when we were all kind of like figuring out who we were outside of the context of our like childhood town and Mm -hmm. life to have people who like could not have like capital k known us better like we Mm -hmm. saw each other through the whole thing I like to have that as a backbone when you're like figuring out who you are at college and you're 18 was, I think, critical, very grounding and helped us to kind of like find the uh, finding the people that we found at our respective colleges was like only possible because yeah we were grounded by this friendship and like knew what to look for and how to treat people and mm-hmm. how we deserve to be treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also it's, I feel like we have so much flexibility. Like sometimes I will know every bowel movement that you guys have. Right. <laughs> and then the next week, we might all be really involved in our other lives. Yeah. And just not kind of catch up for a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, I mean. Well, it's definitely well, like not. like text every day, but like. No, but like totally, we've totally gone in waves of like, not to jump ahead, but like, I think that, I remember at the middle of last year, maybe June, no, like at the beginning of senior year of college, I was like, I feel like I was talking to you less and it felt like, oh, I should call them like, and then we all came home and then it was like easier to start again. And it wasn't like I actually felt guilty or that I actually needed more from you. But then it's always gone in waves of like what feels like a default. And then especially during quarantine. Right. My brain didn't know that they weren't like my closest physical friends, like because everyone was remote. And so we were. So it, it yeah. is just interesting that it has gone in such waves of like every second of every day to not at all but then yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh i think there's like and there's not like a there's no feeling of like the closeness of our relationship changes based on how much we talk and totally that's huge exactly. like obviously mm-hmm. like the only reason we talk is not so that we maintain a close friendship yeah it's because we just happen to want to talk to each yeah. other all the time and also like we want to know what's going on yeah right yeah. and like, it's not any sort of feeling of obligation yeah and i feel like so much of what we do is collective knowledge and collective experiences like if two people have the opportunity to catch up without the third I don't need to I feel better like if I know that like one of you has hurt like if you had a really big day at work and you and like one of you tells the other one about it oh like okay good that's like we've covered the or or I'll text you and be like by the way Zoe's really busy but this is what happened yes exactly like we don't even need to get to the original person that had something as long as it's coming from anyone we're covered that is so beautiful (laughs) they've never heard that expressed before ever oh interesting that like you trust like oh well this happened just the other day um what was didn't talk about oh like you would ask kind of a non-sequitur question in our group message yeah and then you guys were talking about it and i popped in and you were like oh by the way like we had this phone call and this was what this question was based on here's the context speed and i was like thanks cool cut up oh yeah yeah we've yeah. Well, right. It's just like, it's, um, it's like, oh, you had something on, like, I can't call. Can you cover? That? Yeah, right. yeah. 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 And it's like, okay, good. Right. Cool. Okay. So this like, obviously is very like high level interpersonal communication that you guys are doing. And mm-hmm. it is very special, but it feels very natural to you. Mm-hmm. But you also know that you guys have a very special thing going here. 
And like, I guess my question is like, was there ever a moment where you like knew that? Where you were like, oh, this is this is different. And then I guess, or, and slash or, like, what do you think it is about you three that like makes this work? Well, I feel like a lot of it to us feels like water. Um, but we have a lot of people in our lives that hold up mirrors for us. Mm-hmm. Like, we had a lot of external feedback of people mm-hmm. saying, you know, this this is special to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think, and I also, I think it like, I think a big piece of it is like how big a role, like just friendship and good fulfilling friendship has yeah. played in our role in our lives from like the get-go mm-hmm. um and how much we prioritize that as like just a, a value yeah. a value that we live we wake up every morning and like yeah know that that's a huge piece of who we are mm-hmm. yeah I think like we're all people are such a priority for us in our lives like friendship is something that we like putting a lot of our energy into and so I think that's why like us becoming best friends we're like yeah this is something I want to be a really important part of my life but I don't think it was like some immediate meeting that we're like that it was a spark it's that it's even though it was also that about like an initial compatibility and like just joy to be around each other mm-hmm. it's it is special because of the way it's grown and the fact that like, totally. it's not like meeting at the get go was like, let's see this, you know, this yeah. is going to be it. It's because I have been, you know, caught so many times and I have like, and especially, I mean, Zoe, I've known since I was like, we both known Zoe since we were kids. And then like, you know, now being what, ten, like uh, 10 years into, mm-hmm. An, another friendship it's like I so much of who I am and so much of the way that I've learned to be friends with other people and the way that I like want to be a better person is because of the two of them and so the I think why we're you know quote special or like different is because everything has woven into mm-hmm. like there's no final result basically and I think that like we're going to continue to be closer and like you know before I start sobbing, like we're eventually going to have like families and those are going to be intertied. And I think things are going to, they'll just change a lot. And I think that it is special the way it is because it is constantly symbiotic. And I feel so much, I credit so much of to the parts that I'm most proud of about myself from things I've gotten from them. Mm -hmm. And when I think about like, well, why us, like why the two of them? It's because like, I'm obsessed with the two of them. They're the best people I know. (laughs) They're like, you two are the most comprehensive I don't know anyone bigger than the two of you like you have so many layers and like that is that feels so obvious and automatic to just have in in my little soul bubble yeah Mm -hmm. no I think like so much of who I am is from how what this friendship is and what it does and who the two of you are Mm -hmm. and like how like I think I've grown into who I am because of a lot of times like because of how I want to be able to treat you and how I want to be able to care for you and love you and like you I think that like just like knowing you both how could you not just want to like oh, love you <laughs> to the fullest extent of that and like and and just that we came into our own with each other and so we have such similar like I feel like we learned about ourselves like we figured out who we were simultaneously and yeah. so like the way that I look at the world and about like yeah. my place in it is so much through your guys' eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like so often I'll be in situ like any given situation, I either am coming to the table in a way that I think you two would be proud of or coming to the table 
facing a challenge that I'm going to handle in a way that one of you two have taught me, you know? And so like, it's just so ingrained. And also now that, you know, we're in this kind of really crazy place where we are technically thousands, often thousands of miles apart, but it's one of those things where it often feels like this crosses into like more, I mean, we can talk about the blurred lines between platonic friendship and romantic friendship, but like I genuinely, when something joyous happens one of you two like i get the endorphins from oh yeah a hundred percent that's a really overwhelming part of it that we say that um having three times the serotonin is really exciting but we also have three times the despair (laughs) (laughs) and it's like and and when i was just saying like when we were coming up for the surprise and i needed to think i was like you know totally not coming i thought about being like oh my god my like arm is really bugging me today like i'm so stuck in bed and then i was like well, then I'd ruin Sabine's whole day. Right, <laughs> right. Because my arm was absolutely, and I would have to stand pants. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So then it's just crazy and like physiological and you know completely beyond our control. Totally. Yeah. No. Here, listening to you guys talk about this, I don't know if I've ever like seen like a group of people be more willing to like see each other. I think that it comes with like being as bi- I like your use of the word like big. Like you guys have these like containing so many multitudes as individuals and like being that person takes a lot of responsibility right (laughs) it is hard to be this way (laughs) um but like deeply deeply seeing and loving to other people that are that way is a wild accomplishment Mm -hmm. and a lot of people can't do it and you guys just love each other so well and it's just gorgeous it really really is well and it feels i mean and it feels like a really big part of it is kind of like Zoe was saying before, but being able to like conflict and resolve, but Mm -hmm. also on an individual level, I think it's really, we make this sound really like beautiful and sparkly and it feels beautiful and sparkly all the time. And also- Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) No, but to have two people that can really tell me when I'm wrong. Right. And like coach me through being like, what, what you're feeling is okay. Right. And also here's how- like what is on your side of you needing to figure your shit out, whatever. Absolutely. And, and that is really important to have friends that like will do that to you and for you and and to be a person that can take it. Yeah. And I think that that, like I, when I didn't know you guys were coming and I was doing my, I guess, fake interview. (laughs) Um, No, but I was talking about how like this, our friendship is like, I think at least for me, like one of my, my first experiences with like, unconditionality and like mm-hmm. unconditional love outside of like familial relationships mm-hmm. and how that's such a crucial piece of it because there's no like like you can we can be so honest and there's mm-hmm. just like a never-ending yeah. supply of trust and so we know you, you like there's nothing there's nothing hidden yeah and yeah. we can be sure that like if we were existing in the world in a way that was harmful to anyone like yeah, that you do would check it. Yeah, we get checked, and like that's a really comforting thing. I was yeah. just gonna say, like, it's not always glamorous. Like, the other day, I came into the group message, came in hot, being like, <laughs> "This horrible thing is happening to me," <laughs> um, and they were like, "Okay, firstly." You're incredible. <laughs> Secondly, this is your own doing. Uh, you're handling it not well. 
and let's figure it out because Bestie is not looking good. <laughs> this is very immature, blah, 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 But also, you're perfect. You're also right. And there was so much room for them to be like, this is the most love-filled space. Totally. Yeah. But <laughs> you're being bad. Like, like, yeah. Right, and, right, right. and yeah, and so it's just, it's not always glamorous, but it is. It's, it's, I, it's just so safe. Yeah. It's so safe. And it's not, and, and I think, you know, we're never going to hurt each other. Yeah. Sabine's game of what is the reason that we would stop being friends? And the only reason was if we stopped being friends. <laughs> yes. Mm, I hate that game. <laughs> Horrible game. Played. No. Um, I can I ask a question? Sure. I wonder if being in a long distance friendship actually to some degree makes things easier. And that, and I think about this in my other long distance friendships that you have, like, it's like less risk, less reward. But I also think like, do we think we are really big personalities and our timing of being friends? Oh, what a coincidence. It was like right when we left. But I I am curious, like, what if we all went to school together? What if we all lived in the same city? Not like, oh, big, big fish, small pond, not like that, but like more things come up when you share space. And I'm curious if we get to just kind of have like mm-hmm. the parts of friendship that are easiest because we don't have to deal with a lot of like interpersonal, like they're the logistics that like yeah. can collide. And yeah. Well, well, I think a good example of that was when we were planning the whole surprise. And Zoe and Leo were like, we should come after the initial surprise because if you are in a room of all of your friends, but these two are there, <laughs> You're going to beeline (laughs) to Zoe and Leah. And it's sort of like the concept of like, yeah, like if you were all in the same spot, wouldn't you want to be together all the time? And you wouldn't like, but I mean, like, would we also be like, oh, actually friendship isn't like the easiest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that also like there's, we can't discount like the beauty and the growth that we have all had through the other friendships and relationships we've built. Yeah. And that I think that there is something so special about getting to have the safety and security and like heldness of our friendship and also mm-hmm. be able to build very new, very unique relationships with like the other people around us. Yeah. yeah. And what think, would we do? We would be, we would be together. Yeah. Like I don't get it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think from, from a young age, before we even knew SIT, like men, Lee and I have always been so clear that we're never going to college together. Even, you know, we, we were so close in high school. We spent so much time together. We have so many common interests. And, you know, we wanted to be in similar college landscapes. But it was never, ever on the table for us to go to college together because we have to create. I think we would, I think what would happen, honestly, I think we have no idea what would happen. But if I were to speculate, I think we would either run in the same circle uh-huh. or build two really parallel circles. Right. And I don't know. Well, like, clearly we love having the same friends. But I do think that, like, <laughs> I, even in my head that I fantasize about us being in the same place it actually is so defining of our friendship that like we're living three very separate lives and that like there's an overhead of us getting to be connected but it's like we we're busy we don't really like our lives fit our physical landscape of the people we want to spend time with yeah and like that's actually how it works best even though yeah you guys are tethers for each other yeah Yeah. right Yeah. yeah yeah No, and I also think that we've always talked about, too, just, like, that this will be forever. And, like, now's definitely not our time to, like, combine our lives yeah. in, like, a physical way. Like, we love to be able to share the new friends that each of us make. Yeah. And, like, share our lives in that way. And I think you're saying, like, you know, that we get to do the parts of friendship that are easiest. And I think that for some people, they're well, not that's the my easiest question. parts. But, like, that, yeah. that for us, 
they are in really like beautiful ways because in kind of like a like big picture bird's eye view like we just really love to see each other happy mm-hmm. in you know whatever circumstances we're existing in. yeah but also i think it's important to point out that we are very different yeah like we're three iterations on the same kind of theme mm-hmm. but like we have if you really boil it down the same but different yeah like i said but like we have really different interests and like want to spend our downtime really differently mm-hmm. and you know we consume really different content totally. our professions are wildly different totally um so we listen to all different music different tastes and i don't know if that part's true different music I think our favorite i think if we were to get in oh. on our favorite i think it would be i don't think spotify would generate a playlist and they would be the same like if we should find out. We should totally find out. Mm-hmm. Yes, the professions thing is my favorite. That we're really that we can all be the most famous version of <laughs> professional. <laughs> and fame is the ultimate goal. <laughs> and don't get it twisted. <gasps> yeah. My Wikipedia page doesn't hyperlink. Is childhood best friends with hyperlink? What also feels like really. A major theme, or let's say activity, sport of our friendship, is our absolute love for making, for sharing friends. And the fact that, like, so many of Zoe's school friends were, like, my campaign friends and Sydney and New York friends and then my DC friends and, like, my school friends were your abroad friends or your LA friends. And, like, mm-hmm. um, for those of you that aren't visually seeing this, um, I'm, I'm sure that this, the, uh, your pronouns are confusing. Mm-hmm. It, you get the point. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> um, but that is such a major, like, mm-hmm. we have no, no reason for our lives to be intertwined at all besides the three of us. And yet it is so major to everyone that knows about us. Yeah. Basically, we do have a very incredible, very strong, wherewithal, and incredible, resilient friendship. Mm-hmm. However, we also have people in each of our, like, local people yeah. that are incredible friends that we share friendships with specifically, but also that help us be friend- better friends to each other. Totally. So mm-hmm. supportive of us. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Doing this. Yeah, and who, like, like my other friends are like the same way that like, we love to share friends like our friends love, love to, to share friends and they love to share friends, yes, friends also scary. and yeah. like yeah and like the two of you are really important to all my friends from school in a way that's yeah. really important to me it's not just that like you have like they're important to you because they're like mm-hmm. they love you separate from mm-hmm. me also which is really and i love them yeah mm-hmm. so much i don't miss you guys on like a the way that i miss people usually or like oh like oh it'd be fun to be with like if when I miss you guys it's way more about like a general despair that you're not an everyday part of my life Mm -hmm. and so it goes in much heavier like peaks totally and Mm -hmm. like in waves because for the most part I don't because I'm like you're used to this I'm used to it and then when I am I'm like I'm missing so much life because we're not seeing but like Sabine said it's not time for us to share our lives and so whenever I like get really upset about it I'm like I'm gonna be doing it for 40 years but I'm yeah. trying to hurry <laughs> yeah right you know, walk slowly yeah, yeah. go do residency yeah. settle down in residency we'll find you there perfect can't wait well, on that note, then we can round out with this. But what are you guys most like excited for for the future of your friendships? So many children. Right? Yeah, yeah, really. I can't think about their like wedding or their no, I can't be or like their kids for that long. because no. it just yeah, no. it'll be it'll be insane. I mean, it's also like I'm so I'm so excited for it, 
And yeah, I also know exactly how it's going to go. Like, we have such a detailed understanding of the future. And also, we had such fleeting time in Portland together, physically, the three of us. Mm-hmm. And also don't plan on ever isolating ourselves as a trio in the future. Right. Like, going forward, we're never like, it's we can't like wait to, like, yeah, 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 like, we can't wait to bring together all the people that we've collected while yeah. we're apart. It's not like we can't wait to like ride into the sunset, just the three of us. Right. That. No, totally. Yeah, At no. no point has it ever been our plan to like just hide away the three of us. Right. No, there's like, so this has been fun, but now it's time for just us three. No, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. But, and this doesn't really answer your question, but a thing I would like to add is that we're talking about like why the friendship is so special. And it is. But to specify from the context of my own life, its specialness is that within my own life, like my friendship with the two of you is one of, if not the most meaningful part of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm it's- excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I also think like for me, like seeing the two, I guess I should say names, like Zoe and Leah become, well, I guess I met Christiana through Zoe, but just like the, watch the three of you be such good fast friends and like, a similar way to just like how we love to share people that yeah. just makes me so excited about like the future and how like mm-hmm. the permanent fixtures of our life and like mm-hmm. like in a way of you know like our friends who are going to be in whatever cities whatever but just like the people who will be directly by our side for whatever yeah. time just like that's so exciting that we get to have decades and years of like right. sorting out how that works logistically i'm just excited yeah we're really at yeah. the beginning of a lot of independent things you're starting med school next week two weeks you're just started a job your dream job at your dream company and against all odds i am apparently qualified to work in the u.s senate (laughs) and and so it's just like there's so many years for us to figure out our own like career pieces and and then you know your zoe will move around to do movies i'll move around to do campaigns and sabine will move around between med school and residency and placements you know i feel like this is such an amazing opportunity to talk about this and i feel like our we've really put our the thing we've got going on a pedestal and while it is special like you'll never no one else will ever find sabines and leos sorry (laughs) like that's just not it's just they're sold out out of stock like i bought them off the shelf right 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 limited edition i think that you know, kind of like the recipe for what we have going on is just finding people that can meet you halfway, they can see you at your worst, that can, is comfortable with like romantic friendship and everything that means Mm -hmm. unconditional love. And that just can't, you know, shares your lenses, sees the world like you do. Mm -hmm. And is also really ready to say, "Mm, but I'm doing a pair of glasses. (laughs) My glasses are different. (laughs) (laughs) Your glasses are clear. Yeah, but I think what I'm excited about now is absolutely nothing because this is just going to make me really sad. <laughs> You're telling me I have to leave now? Um, um, do we have final thoughts? Yeah, you? anything else you guys want to say to each other about your friendship before we... You're perfect. I love you so much. <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed. My arms or my legs. I'm going to birth my babies. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Aww. Maybe yeah, and even like when, um, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> how do we find out? I'll find out. Oh, sorry, I'll do the. That is always that is that's how I've always pictured my birth is that I'm crying because I'm giving birth. My baby's crying because it's a baby being born. <laughs> Sabine is delivering the baby. She's crying. <laughs> my husband is also there. He's crying. 
S- Sabine's significant others there in the room for some reason, <laughs> also crying. <laughs> and and the nurses are like, this way. Stomach and they've got the camera right up. Yeah, <laughs> zoomed in. <laughs> the nurse. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. wow. Oh, yeah. She does love a uniform. And that's the beautiful day of August 7th, 2031. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. I love my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's first podcast. <laughs> They will. I'm not. I'm not pregnant, nor will it be a nine-year, a ten-year gestation. (laughs) My question for forty-year-old us is Uh like: Do we sound dumb? (laughs) Like, do you feel the same way? Do you have any feedback? feedback? Yeah. What were we missing? Sometimes when I'm really, when I'm really stressed out, what I do to calm myself down Uh if I need some perspective is I think about the three of us either in my kitchen like we're we're 45 years old we're either in my kitchen that doesn't exist yet or we're on like a camping trip yeah. and the three of us are like kind of fighting like mm-hmm. we're kind of bickering mm-hmm. and and so it calms me down because it's like the most real world thing that could happen it's not like the three of us are like on this amazing like beach getaway yeah it is really really grounding to imagine the three of us like having really definitions for that yeah, we're like packing for yeah. camping and Zoe's like I literally only need dark chocolate with covered almonds and, <laughs> and we're like, like no like those are 14.99 per ounce <laughs> and you're we're like why buying those I want yeah. two per day and then like we'll take extra buying spam tip tang oh god tang and dreams isn't that so telling that your comfort place is like gentle disagreement well, it's what like if we weren't disagreeing, beautiful. that would be really nice, but it would feel like you were like, there's something like idealize something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but the idea of like a light bickering and and the other piece of it is that our children are watching us bicker mm-hmm. and know that that is like healthy mm-hmm. and normal and not like malicious. Yeah. For some reason, feels like if we're doing that and it's fine, then everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And one time, Sabine and I were uh, fighting. We were in. Snowed into like a cabin and we were fighting and our families were there and Sabine's dad to kind of uh divert the tension or to whatever we were like 11 yeah oh. yeah <laughs> he like roped me in to making chili with him and he's like Zoe's just gonna come make some grumpy chili and I'm like what and he's like Zoe's grumpy <laughs> she's gonna go make some grumpy chili but now it's like this whole crate like gave me this crutch and this amazing gift and like and now it's, it's, yeah, it's we, grumpy ch- it has been grumpy chili since 2009 we didn't even get into the major role that the parents play in the situation mm-hmm. but i think we're, we finished like, i think 20 we, minutes ago parents, yeah <laughs> big parents girls <laughs> oh well all right, ladies. All right. This was very fun. Thank, Thank you for going. having us. Thanks for having us. I really, I'm really happy to have this forever. 
Yeah. That yeah. Was this really is such a gift. This is a massive gift. I can't wait to be That was the goal of this entire yeah. podcast for me and Hope, was to, like, give people a place to, like, cherish their friendships. It's in a the great way that time we cherish ourselves. So I'm glad that we got to I'm do that. Bye. I love you all. Um, I love you all. And mostly Christiana. Thank you for this. Thank you, Christiana. Yeah, you're awesome. sweet. And we love you. I've never asked you formally, but um, do you want to be friends? <laughs> I'd love to be friends. <laughs> Can we do this podcast? Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> One on just our friendship. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christy. <laughs> Best friend, Chris. Oh, um, she loves it. She loves me. I love it. I love it. <laughs>